0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Real Window, Colin, re-watching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we're two sisters uh, mm-hmm. who like to sit in our closets separately and discuss <laughs> movies about, uh, that, from our childhood that we watched. Um, Lisa mm-hmm. picked the movie this week. We I both did. have watched it and now we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it, as I mentioned a moment ago that's how this podcast works it's a pretty straightforward basic premise and i feel like new listeners will be able to follow along pretty quick like we, I, we keep it simple guys. you got this guys mm-hmm. i have faith we in have, you totally you can do this no problem okay lisa. believe in yourself okay yes absolutely mm-hmm. lisa um why don't you tell everyone mm-hmm. the movie you picked and then uh give a brief synopsis of said film all right so the movie I chose is the 1961 Pollyanna adaptation by Walt Disney. It stars Haley Mills in her award-winning role uh, and is about a very plucky, um, positive child who is an orphan sent to live with her aunt in Harriettown. Town. Um, and unfortunately, she finds out... Harrington, her- sorry. Harrington. Uh, and while there, she discovers that the town is kind of divided. It's ruled by her aunt. It's a very old family that sort of built everything. And her, Uh, positive outlook starts to change the viewpoints of all of the townspeople little by little, especially with the use of the glad game, a game she's played uh, that was taught to her by her late father where no matter how dark the circumstance, you find a reason for being glad. And while initially uh, she's been made fun of for using it, she gets mocked for using it, she gets told off for using it by adults, which are just like, well, they really tell children to shut up back in the day. Uh, (laughs) They do. They really do. Like, not even in the 60s, because this is so like, this is set in like, like, like the turn early of the 19, century, like yeah, early like, 1900s. So it's like they're definitely <laughs> and, telling kids to shut up. <laughs> and they're basically telling her constantly to stop talking. And yet, despite so many adults telling her to mind her manners and, you know, children should be seen and not heard, uh, her attitude wins out and she basically wins over the entire town. As well as befriends a fellow orphan who lives at the orphanage nearby named Jimmy Bean, who is played by Kevin Corcoran, who is a staple also of Disney films. And he's, He's I had to mention him because he's a delight. Every scene he's in is wonderful yeah. and I love this kid so mm-hmm. much and Pauline and I watched this movie a lot when we were kids. so much this was a favorite um Hayley Mills is really deserving of her award she was a young kid when she did this role and she's fabulous in it all the supporting characters are fabulous I don't know any of their actors really from anything else but they're all marvelous um and I can't wait to talk about this one. I well, just thought we needed a positive movie. Now's a good time to have something fun. We found it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. okay. Well then Lisa, you can't wait. So let's just talk. <laughs> let's just talk right in. Let's just jump on into the talking portion. <laughs> yeah, because um, we haven't been doing that yet. No, I like it. Yeah. Does mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that? I said let's talk right in. <laughs> I really enjoyed that turn of phrase. I was like, do I say something or do I let it slide? Let's I can't... talk right in there. Um, i can't believe you were gonna let it slide i actually was Emma. i was oh, like she seems happy she seems happy maybe we won't uh, stop her but no. then you did and i was like oh excellent we can talk oh yeah about no i gotta that call that, to that shit out i mean to be <laughs> fair i call that shit out in others i mean it's it'd be <laughs> hypocritical to just pretend i didn't do that so yeah to, to pretend that you're I like gotta no, be consistent. I, I mean i speak good all times <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, me talk pretty one day. Me <laughs> fail English, but that's impossible. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, we could keep Flammable going we going to stop. Flammable mean the same thing? <laughs> okay. We're and once done. again, we are easily sidetracked listeners. Woo. Yes. Okay. As you were saying, Colleen, okay. about diving in. Yeah. So everyone uh, who might be new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we answer or discuss, I should say. Not really answer. It's not like we're okay, Pauline. Um <laughs> So we talk, basically, Uh, about a set series of discussion starters and questions that we have every single time that we discuss uh, a movie. So Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, generally speaking, is uh, takeaways from the movie now (laughs) versus when you were a kid. Uh, I think we all understand how when you're watching a movie as a kid and you didn't understand what was happening, but you didn't know, you thought Mm -hmm. you got it. Um, So that's uh, generally what we like to talk about in this portion. And also things that like stood out for us moments that we remembered from childhood, like what struck you rewatching it all this good stuff. So Lisa, tell us. All right. So, well, of course, like like a lot of the other films that we rewatch, when it's a particular favorite, it is very hard to pin down a first viewing. Like with Pollyanna, yeah, I genuinely agreed. cannot remember the first time we watched it because we did watch no. it so much. And we were little, I think, the first time we watched it and just watched it for years. Uh, what I will say is that. Uh, well, I got I got the gist of it. I mean, it's a children's film. It's a family film. It's not particularly complex. The, the subtleties of so, so Pollyanna's Aunt Polly, who she's named after, uh, she controls the town in a way that's very interesting. Like her predecessor her grandfather basically built like the orphanage and the newspaper and their like, last name is harrington is so harrington for the name of it, the town is, is harrington them. town yeah it's named after it's a dynasty and they basically own and control the vast majority of the town and it's this one woman who's i'm like i mean as an adult i'm like wow way to have all the power woman i'm uh, like Hello. this never happens <laughs> nope <laughs> but, she's okay. not portrayed in the best light but i mean you know, like Women yeah, in power at the turn of the century. We yeah, gotta yeah. Props give props where props are due, you know? And and she kind of has put herself in this position, I think most likely from her upbringing, but she she feels like she has to always maintain the Harrington name. And the best way to do that is to keep the legacy alive. And in her mind, that means, you know... For example, the the orphanage is like falling apart. Its pipes are bursting. It's an old building. It's not enough to support the number of kids there. It needs to basically the mayor of the town wants to do a whole new building, like rebuild a modern building that'll support the number of children and, and be better. And in Aunt Polly's mind, that means, you know, tearing down the legacy of her family. So instead, she wants to just keep repairing it. But that's not enough it's kind of like bandaging the problem but in her mind that's maintaining the legacy whereas someone she tearing also, it down is tearing down what her family has built and she um, also thinks it's like her responsibility exactly. there's like the yeah ownership and duty mm-hmm. almost and like she's willing yeah. to just like she talks to someone at the time who's like you know t- you saw the dispensary well tell me what you need and i'll i'll buy more things and they're like yeah you don't understand like that's not the issue like it's not we don't need you just buying more shit for the dispensary. Obviously, they did not say shit in this Obviously, movie, but... they said it in a very kind, um, professional, and polite way. Uh, yes. And very proper, mm-hmm. um, as everyone is at this time. But it's true. Yeah, she feels this obligation that she should... And that the town needs her help specifically. Like, the town can't do it on their own. The town can't gather the resources on their own. It is up to her and her alone to maintain everything. And that's not the mayor basically doesn't feel like the mayor of his own town. And like, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't, I didn't fully grasp all of that. I thought that she like, you know, I didn't get why she was so fixated on not letting the town build their orphanage. Like why, like the town basically gathers together to do this bazaar that'll raise money to build the orphanage. And she considers it going against her and going behind her back and being like a terrible slight to her and her family. And as a kid, I was just like, but why is she care? Like, why wouldn't she like a festival? Don't everyone like why? festivals? Who's <laughs> upset about a bazaar? Like, like, corn on the cob? Exactly. Hello? What's wrong with this? I don't this understand. just sounds like a fabulous party with great food. I don't understand why yeah. we're having issues with there's this. Hay there's hay rides. Exa- there's corn on the cob, like yeah. all kinds of delicious food, prizes to be run. Like everyone seems happy when they're there. Cause at the end of the film, the bazaar happens, but and so that confused me. The, the other subtle thing. So the reverend of the town, um, you find out, has been in the town for about four years. And he's a bit of a, he's, he's, he's middle-aged and he's got a, a lovely wife and everything else. And he basically has allowed Aunt Polly, so Polly Harrington, to tailor all of his sermons because it's like he doesn't have the confidence to do it himself and because his predecessor always listened to her and her and like her, her father. And like, it seems to be this tradition that they kind of always helped out the minister, the reverend, and he yeah. doesn't want to make waves. He doesn't want to cause problems and she controls so much and it seems like that's... And you can sort of... As a kid, I didn't understand that for four years he's basically allowed this woman to tailor everything and he's become dependent almost for sure and that definitely went over th- my head totally 100% like, didn't fully get the nuances of that and well, why that might not be the best thing for her to ha- like to, totally to be like, in what, control yes. of the sermons every like, Sunday what, right the, the thing that confused me about mm. that as a kid and I don't know if this was confusing to you was because we were Catholic totally I was that yes. just doesn't happen like mm-hmm. priests handle their homily they do their thing like i just anytime i watch a show or a movie where there's another religious denomination i kind of just accept whatever's happening totally. like well that's what they do in that religion totally and you're i like don't that's different the, that's the norm especially as yeah. a kid right you're like okay totally. this isn't catholic so whatever yes. they're doing must be what they normally do the exactly end. so yeah and mm-hmm. that's why it was lost on me i just totally accepted it because i'm like well i guess the people in the town just helped the to- <laughs> pastor right <laughs> yeah yeah they Sunday. just tell him like, all the things and I and mean so, I, yeah I kind of got as a kid that she had some level of control because there's a big part at the end where he sort of he steps away from her where he because he chooses that independence and it's because it's inspired by Pollyanna in one of the best scenes in the movie one of the most memorable scenes in the movie 100%. and one of my favorites and as a kid I got that that was a breakthrough I got that that was yes. important but I didn't fully get it at the same time because his his sermons what's really interesting is all the sermons that aunt polly helps him to create are the fire and brimstone damnation sermons like just the most terrifying sermons possible that promise every sinner is going to hell and you only have this life to prevent it and none of you are doing it well (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh great totally (laughs) Thanks, Hon- Reverend. Yep. You all could be doing a much better job <laughs> and you're not. And I'm very disappointed in you and you're all going to hell. Yes. Like that's, Every sermon. Yes. And, and not and, nearly as funny or enjoyable as either of us just said that. No, I mean, we're laughing now and it's it's done in a, in a comedic way, but I can't imagine. So when Pollyanna gets there, Pollyanna, you know, her father was a minister. She, he actually was a missionary. That's where she lost both of her parents when they were on mission work. And so she comes to Harrington Town. And so she's always had this very gentle, kind, glad father who found, you know, the find a reason for being glad no matter how dark things get. And suddenly she's hearing sermons that are like the opposite. And she's been told in advance by the servants of her aunt's house that no one likes Sundays, that everyone in town hates Sundays because it means going to this church and being told they're all sinners and they're going to hell. Like I'm like, and as an adult watching, I'm like, oh, I'd hate Sundays too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would be the worst thing ever. Hundred oh percent. No. No, no, See, no. it's funny because that was also lost on me as a kid. I didn't mm-hmm. understand the correlation because they don't actually come totally. out and say it. Yeah. What the chef actually says, because they're talking about roast chicken on Sundays, and mm-hmm. then she's like, you ever hear a sour stomach? And then she talks about how, like, Sundays give people a really rotten feeling the whole rest of the week. That's why. And she's like, wait till tomorrow. You'll find out. And even yes. then, I didn't... Yeah. I, like I didn't make the link I guess I didn't make the connection and then and then I and I think it's because I was just like well that seems like a really crappy way to spend like your hour or whatever Mm -hmm. but I won't lie going to church on Sundays was never my favorite thing to do anyway and as a kid it wasn't mine either it was very much a we do this and And then then afterwards we we get the rest of the day (laughs) totally and then afterwards as it's tradition tradition in our family we'd go on Saturdays so it meant we could then go into town rent a movie get some candy go home have a March grand old movies. time. That was always how our how our Saturdays <laughs> went. And so as a kid, I'm like, cool. You get through church, yeah, and then you get you just, like this is your reward for church sitting quietly and being to get good. Through. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry for anyone who's devout, and this is actually something that's an in, in, you know integral part of their life. Also sorry awesome. if mom's listening. Like I'm totally sorry, mom, she sorry. knows. But you know it? This or everyone. This is a reality. This is just Um, us. This was our. This is us. A child's perspective. Come on, here we go. Um, And so, and so, you know, teach their own. But as a kid, I mean, I I really liked the Reverend, but I also found he's cowardly because repeatedly the mayor and other town, like mainly the mayor, but also his his nephew and other members of the the town were trying to stand up. Aunt Polly are asking him. You know, at one point they're like, "Can you just tell people?" About our charity bazaar, because at that point in the film, they realize that this bazaar that they've started to plan and everyone's put all this hard work into, people are becoming afraid of actually going. They're starting to sort of chicken out because Mm -hmm. they realize the repercussions that Pollyanna's aunt could reap on the town later may not be worth it. Right. And so they need someone of authority to basically make people feel like it's okay and to also kind of tell Aunt Polly that this is going to happen and the only person that they can really do that with is the reverend because ideally as pollyanna says in the movie nobody owns a church and so they go to accept god except god and so they try to go to the reverend to be like you know can you please and his response every time even previous in the film where they're like what do you say about this or what's your opinion on this his response is always oh i never take sides I and don't ever take sides lines. in these matters, <laughs> and then the yes. mayor's like, "Well, that's comfortable." I love that line. Well, that's comfortable, and he says it kind of under his breath. And I an adult, I'm like, uh, "I didn't get that, but man, it's funny. No, it's <laughs> good. Like, that's, that's what I would say, louder. Totally, probably louder." Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and so it's it was very interesting. I, I got I got the scent I got that kind of thing that they wanted the reverend, and he was worried about upsetting, you know. Aunt Polly, because she clearly helped him so much. She helped him. He Uh depended on her and everything. And as a kid, I did kind of get that. And so I was really happy when he steps away from her and does make the decision at the end, it's a really lovely moment. It still was hugely impactful as a kid. It was more 100%. impactful as an adult when I really got it. Totally. When I got the whole just I got all the nuances of the story. I was like, Oh man, this is a much more like it was already powerful as a kid. It's way more powerful as an adult. It's more profound. Yeah, a really great character arc. And like, he as really a result, does. the yeah. rest of the town is able to follow. It changes the whole thing. And it's really, yeah, you, the weight of it is lost, I think, as a kid. You don't understand what totally. the bazaar would look like had the Reverend not done that. You don't yeah. understand that no understand. one would be there. Yeah, that no one would show up or there'd be like a handful of people and they wouldn't necessarily be enjoying themselves. They'd be too yeah. sort of stressed. And then it would be sad because no one was coming and it would just reinforce yeah, would this idea that they couldn't depressing. that they couldn't fight what was happening. And, yeah. and so as an adult, and I mean, and I've sort of danced around it, but I will say it. So say what changes reverend's uh, opinion is basically he's practicing his sermon in the field this is the best scene i love this scene so much and he's what's what i also didn't get as a kid is the sermon he's practicing so right now the town's divided he's his sermon is about a house divided cannot stand mm-hmm. and it's all about how everyone needs to stick together and it's it's the, under the idea that everyone needs to follow god but really the underlying message is stop fighting and you know everyone get back in line and listen to the Harrington like that's that's basically basically what the sermon is telling people to do yeah and he's practicing in the field and pollyanna you know delivering the note from her aunt finds him in the field where he's practicing and sits to like listen and she you know even tells him when he notices her that you do you want me to listen too? that's what my father would do and he's like oh no 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 and then she kind of ends up talking about her father and what his struggles were as a minister and he starts to really listen because they're they're reflective of his own that he feels like he can't connect with his congregation that he's not saying all the things he wants and around her neck pollyanna wears a locket and it's something that her father actually wore and it was because he found a quote whenever he struggled connecting with his congregation um the reverend even asked like did he ever solve the problem and she said well no but he he read something that helped him and he's like in the bible and she's like no actually somewhere else and uh pauline would you like to say what the quote is that she wears is on her neck yeah i would thank you yes mm-hmm. so um, if you look for the bad in mankind expecting to find it you surely will and i think the first word is actually supposed to be when when you look for the bad in mankind i thought it was perfect yes yes thank you lisa thank you it was great it was great and and so reverend the reverend sort of looking at her and she says well my father decided you should look for the good in people and that's when we started to find which they refer to as the happy text the part of the bible that says you know, rejoice and be glad and that they counted and that there's 800 happy texts. And the idea was, well, if God told us 800 times to be happy, we should. And that is enough to sort of change this perspective for the reverend to realize that he's basically been telling everyone the opposite for four years. He's told everyone the opposite of rejoicing. And he kind of has a breakdown. He's like, she leaves him, not realizing what she's done. She's, like, <laughs> she's just, just bye. like, bye. Like, See you later. And, and then he opens up the letter from her aunt. And it just says, like, you know, to help with your sermon, here are some following texts that might help. And he, he realizes what he's done. And he even says it. He's like, what have I done? And he kind of collapses in the field and has this epiphany of how he needs to change. And he immediately does so. That Sunday, it's really difficult for him. And he even says so, but he apologizes and says how sad it is because he realizes in the four years he doesn't know his own congregation. And from now on, he's going to read a happy text each week. Sunday. Yep. Each week, he's going to read one and they're going to get through it together. And it's going to be a happier, more joyful experience. Should for take everyone. 16 years. Apparently. Yes, because he counted all the happy texts and it's 860 some, something. Yeah. And the whole town changes so easy because this is such an integral part of their community and it's such a profound beautiful lovely moment and then he tells them go to the bazaar like this is what you got or if you know like this is what you need to do it's for a good cause and everyone you know has this weight lifted and the town for the first time is so joyful and so happy at this bazaar. Like, I just was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's so good. It makes you so happy. It's so good. Um, and then the bazaar is amazing. The bazaar is the best okay. bazaar ever. As a child, I'm like, do they still have these? Can well, we still go to a bazaar? <laughs> I would like to say we have the closest thing. We literally have the stampede, Lisa. So <clears throat> I know. I know. But as a kid, it, more, true. it looked more magical. It's true. It did, well, yeah. It's old timey, right? It's 100 years old. So it definitely looks like, wow, well, the novelty of it is pretty remarkable. Totally, but. totally. And I mean, the old, like the turn of the century, the fashion fascinated me as a kid. Like oh, there's yeah, a montage sure. where Aunt Polly buys Pollyanna all new clothes because she just has these hand-me-downs that are from like the mission barrels when stuff would be delivered to wherever her and her parents happen to be in their missionary work and they you know hoped that it would be good yeah <laughs> that it would fit you know and so when Polly gets her a whole new set of clothes and it's like this great montage of all these things she's trying on and as a kid I was fascinated oh yeah Bats. they had to use a hook to put on the <laughs> yeah. boots like to do the eye on... hook of, yeah. a, of a boot it's, and I was like this is amazing it's the spats that go over top of her shoes and as a kid I, I didn't know what a spats were <laughs> so even as you said sure. it no I was like sure yeah that thing yeah for they're, sure they're protectors they basically were like to protect from like mud and dirt and stuff like that they were like except that they're white them. so that's I know but anyway which i'm like but I have questions. <laughs> but this is like the second best shopping scene in any movie. The first, first is obviously Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman like, obviously. we all know it. And yeah. Yeah. this is like the Let's... second best montage of any shopping scene. I was like, this so... is one of my favorite parts. She's so happy. She gets so excited. She's like, we get to go to a store for store-bought New clothes. <laughs> like, like, she loses her mind. And her aunt's like, where else would we get them? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> It's, she is quite happy about it it's she's, really, so, it, she's so genuine <laughs> she's such a cute kid her eyes are so big she's adorable like this, she is an adorable kid this, like, she did ridiculous. a great job <laughs> like she's so stinking cute it just comes across like very genuine the whole way through like it'd be so easy for it to turn schmaltzy especially with how positive and you know with the glad game actually you know and that is one thing about this movie That's is an, it isn't it, it actually, isn't. actually schmaltzy and one of the things that I actually wrote down Mm. was I didn't know this movie was so long and I don't say that because it felt long because it it actually doesn't feel long and I was like when I started it I was like I'll have time to watch this and I was like it's long I was like totally I had no recollection that that's how long it was and there's so much what I like this movie is there's mm. so much character development there there is there they is go, time with all the characters and but it doesn't feel like it drags on it no. never it's funny because really you have already described like essentially like the major crux and the difficulty of this film and what where everyone has to like get to and it's not a complicated plot it's very straightforward it's like mm. as straightforward as you've indicated and so What's interesting is that they can take a, a movie with a very simple concept and make it over two hours and it doesn't feel boring or slow. Totally. It's not dull. Like I mm-hmm. it wasn't dull to us as children. I don't know if it'd be no. it would how it is for children nowadays, but it you want to see the relationship she develops with Mr. Pendergast and with Miss yes. Snow. Yeah. And like what she does and with, with all Nancy all the servants, and Nancy Fred. and yeah. Oh, Angelica and, and the cook and George, yeah, Fred and George. Um, And I'm with you. I like, and, and I think that's what makes it feel genuine because it doesn't feel like suddenly she shows up and everyone's happy. It actually takes time for her to Mm -hmm. interact and affect people's lives in a way that feels genuine. Like it's not like she says one word and everyone's like, this kid's right. I'm changing everything. She actually spends time with everyone and her her dialogue is just a very genuine child's dialogue, and it you can see how transformative it is. But it still takes the time to be transformative, mm-hmm. and that that is a rarity, I would say, especially in children's films now to have that time taken totally. for what is a simplified plot. I'm with you. Like I was, in, I've always loved this as a kid. I never found it boring. I never thought I was like, all right, hour and a half, here we go. And then I got in and I was like, I was like you. I was like two. Over two hours. Over two hours. Like I think it's like I, two hours and ten minutes. Am it's I like, forgetting what? parts of the film? I know. <laughs> I thought <was laughs> the same thing. I was like, "Wait, how?" But nothing happens. Like it. And then as you're watching, you're like, "Oh, this is why." And it and it's just yeah. like slow character development that is brilliant. It, well, and it feels like a genuine family film in the sense that children and adults enjoy it from start to finish like it's not one that panders to kids it's not one that panders more to adults it's it somehow manages to walk that great line that difficult line of being wonderful for both i i would almost equate it to it's almost like how a really good pixar film takes its time with its characters and is something for everyone like when you think of movies like finding nemo and coco and inside out those movies are longer. Pixar movies tend to be longer because they take the time with their characters, but they never feel dumbed down and they never feel like a little kid's one, right? Like, it feels like it's for everyone. And I would say it's kind of like that with Pollyanna. It's, it's for everyone to watch and get something out of it. Well, and what is great about all those movies that you mentioned, including Pollyanna, but also those Pixar ones, is, like, they don't rely on crass humor they don't rely Mm -hmm. on I don't know they don't dump like even when there is a moment of slapstick in any of those films it's a moment it doesn't do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah and what's great with Pollyanna is kids love it and like there's like funny jokes between like pollyanna mm-hmm. and um what's his name jimmy bean jimmy bean <laughs> like and so there's like funny things right and they're dirty and they're totally. kids and they're climbing and they're like they're climbing trees and they're and breaking in your gas yard and <laughs> and he's he's you know putting things on railroad tracks to flatten them out because that's what kids at the turn of the century did for fun and a, so as, it's hoop and stick yeah like let's do this. totally let's go take some ice <laughs> out of the back of that truck like what this is fun So anyway, um, but it's like, it's silly for kids and it's amusing and entertaining and you like the characters, like the characters, Pollyanna is so good at getting the characters to open up to her that then as a kid, Mm -hmm. I think there's something relatable about that where you're like, oh, these are adults who listen to a child, like totally how refreshing yeah. and and especially because as we said so many of the adults do initially tell her to be quiet or to go away or yeah. to stop what she's doing and she what's great about Pauline is she perseveres in a in a kind way she's not annoying and not she even just, like and, and not in a rude way nothing and no. she just kind of will just something else will pop in her head that they say and she relates to it she's like yeah. oh well that's like this and it's it's like that children you know can't be quiet it's one of those things where once they they're like okay i'll be quiet and then someone says something and they're like but i know about that and they want to say something totally that's how she does she's like all right i'll be quiet for uh, five seconds and then oh you said something that relates to what i'm thinking about so i'm going to say something and she doesn't let the crappy comments get her like she doesn't know they just like roll right off her like a duck, water off a duck's yeah. back like she they- genuinely like just turns and looks the other way and then is talking to someone else about the next thing that's the topic of conversation. She kind of just waits a beat and then goes all right while carrying on with you (laughs) because you seem interested in what I'm saying. I'll ignore that person. Um, Like (laughs) Uh. probably the the most memorable scene for that in that sort of interaction is um, uh, Pauline mentioned a character named Mrs. Snow and Mrs. Snow is just a contrary woman who is... convinced she's at death's door she is staying in bed she acts bedridden she has all these medications she like assumes she's gonna die any minute she always dislikes what's like the um, Pollyanna and one of the servants of Aunt Polly's Nancy who she's very close with over the course of the movie um are delivering charity work to different sort of you know houses in the community and Mrs. Snow is one and they're bringing what is it Calves, uh, calves foot, foot jelly. jelly. Which it's... I have written down because I'm like, what? Even as a kid, I was earth? like, I don't understand. Why um, ever why would you on want God's greenhouse? What does it do? <laughs> like, how on earth would you utilize this? I Total. looked it up. Apparently, this sounds disgusting. Oh, okay. Continue. I don't remember I'm what curious. you add to it, but you can eat it as a dessert. You add something, and I want to be very clear, it's not something sweet. It's not like you add a crap ton of sugar to it, and then you can (laughs) eat it. It's like it's like a rant. It'd be like being like you add mustard to it, and then you can serve it whipped with dessert. And it's like, what? How? That's amazing. Well, and it's I guess it's it's like a type of because I mean gelatin would come from bones, yeah. and so and they just literally like boil so calves' feet. Yeah, what they've basically done is create their own gelatin, and they're giving it to her, <laughs> and then you just eat it as a <laughs> dessert. I guess you like Jello. Things? I guess yeah, that would be the original j-e-l-l-o <laughs> that's what they're doing and that's why jello is great because you no longer have to boil your own calves feet like there see great wow there. what modern times we live in whoa <laughs> brilliant okay well now we all know what calves foot jelly is okay so oh, we discuss it we thought it through but nancy warns pollyanna that you know we're gonna bring her calf's foot but watch she's gonna wish she had you know lamb's broth or whatever else they normally bring and that's sort of is how she's first introduced in to Miss snow and so She has her interaction, she gets this connection, and then Miss Snow wants her back. Even though she's very sort of curmudgeonly and acts like she doesn't, she does want Pollyanna to return. And when Pollyanna comes by the next time to ask her to help, you know, make a quilt for the bazaar, there's a gentleman there who is basically the undertaker of the town. And she is picking the lining and the handlebars for her coffin and stuff. It's very macabre. It's very macabre. And when Pollyanna is this is the moment where she explains the origin of her glad game and the undertaker repeatedly insults her insults her and says oh here she comes with her glad this and glad that she's been pestering people all over town Hearts and flowers enough to make you sick like he just keeps going and like what adult talks that way to a child like it's totally. a very odd thing and they have a couple of those written down i have like them written down who for later? tells you who? that you have a stubby little nose who and does that totally and so he he'll say something and mrs snow will be like shush i want to hear it you will be like okay And then Pollyanna will continue her story. And then he interjects with some insult. And Mrs. Snow tells him, be quiet. And what Pollyanna, you can see, is the first time where she's starting to lose patience. So what she'll do is she'll sit. And her expression is one where you can tell she's starting to get annoyed with him interrupting. And with what he's saying. But it's important for her to keep telling the story to Mrs. Snow. So every time he interrupts, she kind of does a beat. She looks at him. And then she continues her story with Mrs. Snow. And then he insults and she does a beat. She looks at him and then continues. And until eventually he insults her to the point where she has an outburst. Tells Mrs. Snow that she has to start thinking of living rather than dying all the time. And, you know, I'm not going to visit you anymore. And she leaves. And it's quite sad um, because it actually does affect Mrs. Snow. And because The Undertaker, then it's like, oh, I, I didn't mean to insult the little girl. I know. Like, I didn't mean to upset her. And i like... And I'm you- like We're a jerk. The entire time. That's all you did. The whole time was upset her. Like, at what point did you think you weren't upset her? Totally um but again it's it's interesting a how he talks to to a child and how again Pollyanna's like okay well you're I'm just I'm dismissing you but I'm talking to Mrs. Snow and I'm gonna get through this damn story no matter what and that connection she still keeps with Mrs. Snow and what that like she starts making the quilt. Pollyanna's left she feels bad she looks at the quilt she thinks about what Pollyanna says and she starts making it and you're like oh as a kid you're like oh great she she listened it took a bit but she got it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you may it may have been lost like how it came to be. I was like, oh, so temper tantrums work. God, okay. <laughs> well, so the takeaway may not have been accurate when when you are eloquent and are giving people actually sage life advice. <laughs> <laughs> And what? when you tried to be calm for like 10 minutes before. Totally. When you have turned the other cheek It doesn't work if you just run in, multiple <laughs> run in and run no <laughs> <burst>. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You can't just <laughs> come in and start yelling at people. You can't just come in and respond well. No, no. You can't hot's come in not going to work. <laughs> you can't come in hot. got to come in cool. Like. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are the, <laughs> these are the life lessons All right. That's the takeaway. That's yeah, the takeaway. Yeah. Work on this one. Sure okay right. got it all right what about you because those are the main things i mean i love jimmy bean i loved him as a kid i thought he was very funny i still loved him as an adult so one oh, yeah, he's, he's great. the best ones he he admires like... Pollyetta and hangs out with her and it's great <laughs> yeah totally and you don't know how they came to be friends like you do like she yeah. just encountered but like they're very opposite to kind of a thing and so it's hilarious because like Mm -hmm. she's telling him he shouldn't climb a tree he's like don't you believe in god and she's like what does that have to do with anything and i love it his argument is like well god put it there didn't he and so he's like i should be able to get it and i love that she's like you shouldn't talk about things you know nothing about like she tries to act because she's she's a bit older than him too so she refers to him when she first meets him as a little boy and tells him to go away little boy like like... go away from me little boy it's
1: great (laughs) And Classic. he's like mocking
0: her, and it's such a kid thing of like the two of them are interacting, and then he's like, "She's like, what do you want?" He's like, "I want to go fishing. Want to come too?" And then she's like, <laughs> she's "Okay, like, okay, sure." And it's fun. great. And I've it's got nothing very, else to do. It's very kid-like, <laughs> and it's and it's like it simplicity. Is. It's like they both annoy each other, and then suddenly they're it's totally, totally. It's, it's exactly suddenly accurate. they're like, "Let's go hang out." I mean, what else are you going to do with your time? Exactly. Uh, awesome but uh yeah anything else that I stood also, out to you or I really or... liked Mr. Pentergast. oh yeah I really enjoyed him yes. a lot like he was someone as an adult I related a lot to him <laughs> wanting to like stay <laughs> away from people I was like oh yes I get it but at but, the same um, time enjoying their company right yeah, like, you're like, like I want you to go away but at the same time but don't go away slower <laughs> don't leave immediately <laughs> um you so can no, come back in a week yeah yeah. (laughs) totally (laughs) so I just I I enjoyed him I enjoyed their engagement and their interaction Mm -hmm. and um but no like you mentioned like I didn't understand you know so many things about it but Mm -hmm. um I I I thought it was interesting to watch it as an adult there was like so I won't go into a spoiler or anything but basically Pollyanna goes to the bazaar and then something very unfortunate happens to her yes and Aunt Polly's talking to her and says that, you know, like, I loved you like you were my own little girl. And I was like, does, does she? I don't know if she is. Is that Where as that... capable as you can be of you? Yeah, that, you don't <laughs> seem very lovingly at all. That's not how my mom is. And so it's just really, I, as mm-hmm. an adult watching it, I was like, out of all of the, out of all the character arcs, I found hers, like, the the least... Not believable because she obviously gets upset. She's talking to everybody about how upset she is, like, but there's no. She doesn't have a transformation till after something crappy happens to Pollyanna, whereas Mm. everyone else had that beforehand. And as a kid, I remember I also really was like, I don't get this woman. Mm. A little bit like that. Does that make sense? Like, and I know that's the point. I I know it takes everyone else,
1: and And, then she comes. What it
0: is is it's because she she has. You wouldn't think it when you first are introduced to the character, but she has the biggest walls up out of every character you of meet. Of course, because she's so proper, she doesn't let her her thing is she doesn't let herself feel emotion. She always has to be on her best behavior. She always has to appear calm, cooled, and collected in her mind, no matter what. She has to be unruffled. Totally. Well, she's the image of the town. Exactly. And she even tells Pollyanna that. Intense, she puts this intense pressure on herself, right? And denies herself emotion. I, I chalk it up to terrible upbringing, but you don't actually know. Well, we could assume right. it. But, um, but that's what she's, or her own misunderstanding or who knows what. And, right. and she spent so much of her life, like there's actually a character we haven't talked about, Dr. Chilton, who's a, a gentleman who's come back to town. The mayor is his uncle. He's just there for a visit. But it's clear that he and Aunt Polly used to mean something to each other. They used to be in a relationship at one point, but it ended wrong. And and it's because they couldn't, like Aunt Polly wouldn't open the doors enough to really commit to their relationship. relationship. Yeah. And and so there's this regret there. So every time she sees him, she does soften a bit, but then she hardens again. But then she softens and she hardens, that that sort of thing back and forth. And as a kid i like i got that they liked each other i got that you know but i just i was like but why doesn't she talk to him more than like she seems to like him the concept of having like walls up as a child and and having that difficulty of being vulnerable right like that is she can't be vulnerable she feels that's weakness absolutely and it takes for her then it takes the most extreme circumstance for her to realize oh shit yes I haven't been the greatest to this child. (laughs) This child who has had this terrible thing happen. Totally. His parents died recently. Yeah. (laughs) That was the other thing. There was a casualness that they all (laughs) had about her parents dying and how like, and I get it, right? They're all, she comes into this town and she transforms them. At the beginning of the, when she arrives at the train station, there's a woman there who's friends with Aunt Polly. And she says, do you know how fortunate you are? to have someone co- to live with for your aunt to take you in any other orphan would end up at the orphanage and it, Pollyanna's like yes ma'am and then yeah, it's like, she basically has to be like thank you for pointing that out it's like thank out. you yeah. for yeah. My, you know taking care of me when my parents both have died and no one yeah. ever tells this girl I'm so sorry about your parents yeah. like even Not when she's talking about her parents person her aunt is and like, goes oh that's awful her aunt's like let's stop talking about your dad eh? I mean, that like, one upset great. me the most when I was a kid because it's and as an adult, I'm like, that is truly awful because Pollyanna clearly loved her father and her mom very much. But her father seemed to be someone she admired and who yes. played the it originated this glad game and who she sort of took a lot of what he said to heart. And so her way of of understanding the world is to constantly go, well, my father used to say because that then she remembers him. It's important to her. And she says that phrase a couple of times around her aunt. and Her aunt basically goes, well, never mind what your father used to say. Like, basically, stop doing yeah. that don't talk about him again and as an adult you're like oh my god it's awful and like so (laughs) that's that's one of the the casualness the laissez-faire oh life goes on (laughs) but moving on here's here's your aunt you're a child you don't have emotions buck up and be grateful you're in a fancy house like totally (laughs) and then be grateful you're in the attic which i also think Mm. as a kid that one went over my head too so this is one of the funniest things so not to get into the quotes but there is this one line that I thought was, because I was Mm -hmm. like, it didn't land as a kid. Anyway, when she shows up, and the maid is taking her to her room. They're going Angelica, past, Angelica, she, like, she's such a great character. She's so great. I feel like I would be that maid, like if it was her or Nancy. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely Angelica. Like that's and I, I and I would be Nancy. You would be Angelica, and I'd oh be Nancy. My god. And that would be our we situation. We have the voices for it. You have the <laughs> sing song, la la la, and I'm just like the sourpuss in the corner. Could you um, stop being glad about everything? God, legit, damn. Uh, I'd be like, oh my god, I can't take it. Um, but <laughs> okay, keep going. So as they're walking by, like dozens of bedrooms Mm, that are empty
1: Pollyanna's like
0: who lives in all these and angelica's like nobody lives in them they're just there and she's like what for well that's what being wealthy is (laughs) and then they keep walking and they go upstairs to the attic and i thought as a kid well she can't stay in those rooms She has to stay in the attic. Like, for some reason, that answer from Angelica was enough for me. That's the child that I was like. (laughs) Makes sense. I can't stay in these perfectly good bedrooms with massive king size beds. I better go up to this. Twinkie little room at the top this of the house. This tiny attic. i must with a be the up than everybody. <laughs> totally. Well, and they even go to get to the attic room. They pass through the attic storage. <laughs> like they go totally. past old broken pieces of totally. furniture to then come to her room. Oh. and as it's funny that you say that because as a kid, I didn't fully grasp it. But I also I think it was because I really liked her attic room. I was like, I Oh, that's too. an amazing room. It's to go view. to the top. You she's have got this got a gable window. You've got, yeah, the window's totally. amazing. Like, you have the she place to yourself. See you can do whatever yeah. you want because no one's coming. 100%. Up there. <laughs> oh, like, God. I thought the same thing. Like, <laughs> that that like... is the best room. <laughs> totally. That is and then obviously the room that she an... chose for her and then favorite. Then like, child. like, oh my God. And Angelica has this moment, too, where as she's leaving and is like yes. told at to Pollyanna, you know, follow these rules kind of thing. And she stops, looks around and goes, You think she could do more for her own niece? And then just leaves. And as an adult, I'm like, Yeah Yeah, you could (laughs) do even you having a nicer bed spread on that bed would be something like that room is bare well it's even funny too when paulina was like and the it's my own anyway and then she's like and the bed's soft and as she goes to the bed it looks like the most uncomfortable bed like she sits on it she's like it's oh, soft and i'm like it's like a wire framed um, bed yeah, that just like, looks so awful i don't so think awful. that bed is soft at all child i don't think <laughs> you were sitting on is. it sounded like springs were moving yeah and i don't think that means comfort don't, like, I, don't I think, think that's, that's the opposite <laughs> So yeah. But no, other than that, okay. oh my I, think God. I got a, yeah. I got all the same yeah. stuff that you got. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of it. Um, yep. it overall, in conclusion, it's over two hours, everybody, but it doesn't feel like it. And so it's just it. joyful. It, it is, is, is a joyful. She transforms joyful film. an entire oh. town just by being God. herself and she's not annoying. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> okay, so while we were watching it, mm. was there anything that you clocked that was offensive? Didn't hold up? uh nothing is there anything no nothing major i think um i think the only thing is a very they say coon skin cap which um at one point which is a very old way of referring to a raccoon skin cap and the only reason i bring this up is like maybe someone's not gonna be prepped for it is because the the terrible word um coon means something else and is quite derogatory try derogatory and it's funny because I never considered it until I actually was playing a game with some friends just this week and it was a question about Davy Crockett and what piece of headwear every kid wanted to wear and I'm like oh it's called a coonskin cap and all of my co-workers froze really and they were really? like what and I was like oh oh no it's not a raccoon. That. it's a short short for raccoon it's so it's funny because I didn't think of that mm. at all but every single no, one of my all. co-workers did so i think it's only said once are they all younger in the, the film you? uh he, no one was older uh two were younger interesting um, but it froze the room and it was very much a okay whoops okay i'm just gonna i'm like ah, got it got it got it got it i'm okay. sorry i didn't realize nope. i never know like no guys so, raccoon Raccoon. raccoon, it's short for raccoon, but I totally get where your head's going. So, no. for anyone who's unfamiliar with what that is, and it isn't, no one wears a raccoon skin cap anymore, to my knowledge. It's very rare. Unless they're Davy Crockett. Unless they're Davy Crockett, or they go to like Disneyland and buy that hat as like a souvenir. There you go. Um, but I Kevin had said him. once, Kevin did. Our younger brother did. Our younger brother had one and he looked so cute. So, it. Oh, it was the best. It was so cute. He was pretty damn adorable in it. I'm not going to lie. Was. But just he because was. they do say that once in the film and I just, from, and because it just happened, I was like, I should write that down just because my yeah, that's a good seemed call. to be really That astral. didn't even occur to me. I no. so. 'Cause I know what a coonskin cat is and I know that yeah. it's a raccoon at the Davy Crockett Wars. So totally, totally. For anyone so who's just, not familiar with that boomer for era. anyone who's not familiar and and thinks of the other phrase and totally fair and is offended, totally fair, there we go. That but that, that is It's not once. what it means. It's okay, not but, what it means, but that is uttered once in the movie, so there you are yourself. There you go. Yeah, and I didn't clock anything else. Like there yeah. was nothing nothing. It's it's pretty it's pretty I PG. And it Pretty and it's solid. I think because it's set in the turn of the century and because their phrasing of everything like I mean there is not a single person of color in this film there <laughs> so, like, that's say legit. this. there is an absence of anyone who isn't white. Yeah. So um, that's also a factor. It's the absence. So there's of, a bit of whitewashing you know. in Harrington Town. Of Harrington Town um, so just be aware of that uh, as well but otherwise no it's it's a very it's a very happy friendly Town by the tone. end. Yeah, by the yep. end. Exactly, it. but yeah, I didn't clock anything else. So okay, there we go. Yeah. Fine. Um. So then, I think we both know the answer to this question. At <laughs> least, uh, does it pass the Bechdel test? Oh my God, with flying colors. <laughs> I know. I think this one is like the best Bechdel I, test. I, I think it's the best the past, Bechdel but... test ever because it's just honest, genuine conversations about all kinds of things. So to pass the Bechdel test, you need to have at least two named female characters, and we have way more we have a lot there's a lot so of them. Many, so many so i actually started writing them down because i'm like "Ooh, how many can i write down <laughs> I was oh. like, Let's and see. how many did you get did i mean i don't think them? i got all of them but i got nancy aunt polly angelica tilly mrs uh, tarbell millie mrs snow plus pollyanna like i was like oh my gosh this is like so many people <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> that's, I that's mean, amazing that's second to annie i think it for is number totally in sheer number and and surpass you need to have two named female characters who have a conversation with each other about anything other than a man and that happens pretty much all throughout the movie the entire movie the entire what's movie. really refreshing about this movie is no one gives a shit about any of the relationships with the men, except for, like, a date here and there. But it's like, totally. it's, none of them are, like, a crux to any of the female going-ons. and it's No, like, and I mean, while well, there is, is a nice. bit of a, a Twitter, a titter about the fact that Dr. Chilton is back and everyone kind of knows there's this undercurrent between him and Aunt Polly, at the same time, that's not the old. That's not the. That's not what becomes the only focus for her or no. him. like and that it's, doesn't stop there. It actually is just kind of like off on the side. Like it's yeah. kind of there. It comes up a couple of times, but they both just continue on existing in the and film and doing their own things. Like very yeah. different things throughout yeah. the movie and i was like that never happens oh it's very this refreshing and very even, refreshing and even at the end there isn't some big like reveal with the two of them like oh no, i've loved you forever they, it's like they oh, do kind man. of reconnect but yeah. it's, again it's very subtle and it's yeah. quiet and it and it isn't like we're definitely doing it it's more of we could do this right and they kind of are like you're right we can and then it, it's left at that it's left at yeah. this potential of a relationship becoming exactly older. and it's you're like, like a that's realistic awesome totally they could try again and see what happens basically and you're like that's awesome it's very cool it's honestly just the best okay (laughs) it's It's honestly just the best (laughs) guys there you go okay so lisa does um does Mm -hmm. it hold up would you recommend it if you'd recommend it who'd you recommend it to and uh, on a scale of one to ten what would you give this bad boy this one held up beautifully I genuinely enjoyed every moment of this movie watching it from start to finish I had so much joy seeing familiar scenes but Mm -hmm. I loved that I got so much more out of it I got the nuances there was different humor to this one as well as the same humor like I still laughed at Jimmy Bean's lines but I got more of like the subtler adult sort of like under their breath comments and stuff that I didn't get as a kid I I appreciated the relationships even more as an adult. I appreciated as we already talked about the pacing, the development, the the joy that honestly, my I had like tears in my eyes at the end. I was me really heartwarmed. I was crying. I was like, like, I was this like is a I'm very emotional thing. right now. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. If it, it was, was surprising. The week I've been having, but totally. this movie has hit me exactly where I needed it. Yeah. Like, this it was is a exactly great book, please. Thank you. I'm like, this is exactly what I needed. I'm so happy I chose this movie. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it holds up to me. It holds up as a family film, as a character development, as like um, a great sort of slice of history. Like if you're interested in like a film that's set in a different time period, if you love good characters, if you want a heartwarming story, you're going to get it with Pollyanna and you get good acting with it. Great writing. Like overall, this is just a really well made film. Mm-hmm. And I was delighted that that was the case. I I will definitely watch game. this again. It's a risky game. when You pick a it's 1960 1960s Disney film, Lisa. Disney film. Anything can happen. You don't know. It, <laughs> is it going to hold up? Is it going to be good? It's risky. Um, and and this one the risk paid off this one was every bit if not better um mm. as an adult watching it and so i would say i would recommend it for families i'd recommend it for anyone who loves heartwarming stories who hasn't seen it right like if, if you haven't heard of this one and you're someone who enjoys a heartwarming film check it out this that's what you're gonna get it's lovely if you're um someone who has seen it when they were a kid and hasn't seen it in a while re-watch it it holds up if you're in the mood this is another this is one to watch um yeah, I would say for a wide audience. I mean, if you're someone who's not into to family films or it's it's just not your kind of style, fair. Then and from what we've described, if this doesn't sound like your kind of film, you can skip it. But I would say for anyone else who's remotely interested, check it out. It's worth it. It's a great little film. Um, and out of ten, I I I'm like, what do I give this? I I give it like a nine out of ten. I I love nice. this film. That's great. That's <laughs> great. That's awesome. Watching it again yeah you know holds up that's solid it holds up i mean i'm agreeing with everything i don't have anything else to chime in i felt the same way about it i was actually kind of taken aback by how emotional it made me at the end like i was like i know everything that's coming i know the they're all going to say and yet i was like (laughs) why am i crying why is my face wet what is this for for me when he's sitting when the reverend's sitting in the field he's like nobody owns church Uh, Nobody. I was like, damn straight, Reverend. And then when he gives his actual like sermon, I was like, this is a beautiful, simple, but profound message of just finding the joy in your life. Like, just Mm. the joy that you can find. And the fact that he has the humility, and it is difficult, humility is so difficult, and he admits how difficult it is of acknowledging his mistakes and his sadness for not knowing his congregation like that hit me so much more as an adult I was mm. like oh my god mm-hmm. this is great and then yeah and then the ultimate ending after the unfortunate incident and just oh my god tears tears it was great yeah okay. what, but what it's about true even the reverend well back to the yeah. reverend though I mean his face is changed mm. like even when he's delivering a sermon it's yes. like it's He looks different. Oh, it's a great scene. Guys, he's a fabulous actor. That gentleman is so good. And I'm sure, I know he's been in other old films. I can't, I couldn't tell you what other ones, but he apparently was a very famous actor at the time. And watching him, you're like, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's great. great. He does a really great job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, like it's, like you said, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. If you watched it as a kid, you're probably still going to enjoy it as an adult. If you didn't like it as a kid, I don't know if you're going to like it as an adult. That's a tough tough one to kind of say, but you might get it more as an adult. Like, I think that's the clear thing with you and I is we understand Mm -hmm. the basics of this film, but I think the weight of the characters and the appreciation of the character development, I think is different as an adult. Um, And because, this is the other thing, not only is like the... The '60s Disney movies kind of a risky game for you know things like racism, <laughs> big deals yes, totally. that mm-hmm. we all know are prevalent. Um, but there's like a datedness to obviously like any special effects, any sort of like over the top dramatic things. Like I'm thinking the first movie that comes to my mind when I think of this is In the Search of the Castaways. Totally right, like oh, it's, that one it's, isn't actually even available on Disney Plus because I think they realize how problematic that's just is. not good. And so yeah. anyway. So there's, yeah, that's problematic for many ways. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this is one of those movies from the 60s that like, I don't know, it holds up, like I would say it holds up better than yours, mine, and ours, because yes, it doesn't rely agree. so heavily on um, the traditional family roles. It doesn't, it's no. not alienating, like it doesn't, it's not distancing. And I, I say that as a white person, there are no people totally. of color in this film, so totally, I, will, yep. I will acknowledge that. That is alienating, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, but it's it's just well done. It's just a well done movie that I think you could watch today. And, you, and the and the concept is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is necessary. It's mm-hmm. one that you know we all should kind of strive to play the glad game. Maybe totally. a little and more often, it's, especially it's these a, days. It's, it's a hard. difficult game, but I it's think not it's fun a reward all the time. One. Yeah, but it it's, is. It, it's important. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I would also say I was actually going to say nine out of ten as well. So look at us. <laughs> this is like I think the second movie that we've woo! we've come up with the same number on. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Lisa, let's mm-hmm. get to some quotes. So we already talked about a bunch of the quotes. Oh, um, we already talked about a bunch, but uh, there's let's still get into more. them. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of these bad boys. So go on. What's one of yours? Okay, so one of the ones that I love um, is when so Pollyanna uh, tells. There's two lines that are connected in this where she tells Aunt Polly um, they're sitting at like the table eating and she's like, you must or no, she's in the conservatory with her. It's the first time she's met Aunt Polly and they're sort of having this little conversation. She's like, it must make you awfully glad. And she's like, what? <laughs> to be so very rich. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nancy's like, oh, and like basically pulls her out of the room. And, and then she's then like, later... did I say something wrong? Totally. And she's like, oh, you put your foot in it that time. And then later... When she's talking to Aunt Polly again, she's like, oh, you mean what I said earlier? She's like, oh, I learned my mistake. I'll never say that again. And Aunt Polly's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I'm not supposed to be glad, be glad. that we're so very rich. Huh? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the takeaway. And she says it like a kid would. Is like, oh, OK, I'm supposed to act like we're not happy about the fact that we have money. Right, totally. <laughs> and as, as could only be said by a child who... Is surviving on missionary barrels with totally. her parents. Totally. Who's never had money in her life. Who's never had suddenly gets to clothes. have store-bought clothes and, like, a huge house and delicious food. And, like, she's just like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh, yeah. Totally. Right. I'm not supposed to be happy about this. Right. But it's right. pretty I'll, awesome. I'll hold, I'll hold it in. Yeah, totally. I'll hold it in. So I just love that I'm not supposed to be glad that we're so very rich. no totally. <laughs> She says it like she's so proud of herself. I know, because she thinks she's got it. And it's like, she yes. does. She's like, yes, it no is way. what Ann Polly's saying, but you're not supposed to say that out loud. You're missing the talking out loud part. <laughs> totally. Silence, yeah. child. Silence. It's such okay, a what's... kid thing. It's such it's a, such kid, a kid, thing. kid thing. Okay, what's, what's going from you? Yeah. Um, so, so it's when Jimmy is taking Pollyanna to go look at the best climbing tree in town, and it's that yes. old man Pendergast. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is the conversation. <laughs> That's old man Pendergast's place. He's the meanest man in town. Well, what are we doing here? And he's like, I want to show you something. And he's like, come on. So they go, they find the tree. He's like best climbing tree in town. Da, 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 da. And he like takes her over to the basement. And he's like, <laughs> he ca- hates kids. If he catches you, he throws you down in his basement and keeps you for his slave. And Pollyanna's like, well, then what <laughs> are we doing here? <laughs> I love it. So much. It's so good. It's, it's such so a kid good. thing, too. She's like, he's the meanest man in town. Why are we here? He'll take you as a slave. Then why are we here? (laughs) What the hell is your (laughs) Why am I here? And it is such a kid thing because it's like, you know, that like scary thing of like, oh, let me tell you about the scariest thing about here. But we can get close. And you're like, wait, you just told me it was the scariest thing. Right, totally. But why are we getting close? The kid also follows along. And that's what's so funny is it's like, I don't want to, but I'm walking real slowly with you. You Totally. (laughs) brilliant mm-hmm. it's a great line i love that line okay oh yours what's well, one of yours oh my god so many um so it's when it's when um it's when the reverend has had his change of heart and afterwards he's like said this lovely thing and his whole congregation is stunned and it's like getting up to leave like what just happened and he suddenly stops and goes oh and he tells them about the bazaar and tells them that they should all go because it's a really good cause and he's like and if you don't if you're not there and he's like well well let me put it this way if you're not there oh and into you something fierce when I get you in here next week and you know I can do it too <laughs> it's like it's the good. best threat and then he's <laughs> got the biggest of like grin this. On his but face. he's happy. Like he's it's like so he's, it's a big joke, and he's making fun of himself. And it's just there's so many things to this statement, but I yeah. just love it because he's he's having a blast with it. And I just and you can see the release in everyone as they're like, oh he's joking. Oh thank God. Yeah, let's go to the charity bazaar. Like <laughs> this, totally. this is great. And it just that one made me happy. I really yeah. liked how he said it. Okay, what's another one of yours? Um so one of them that I feel was said many times in our family. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um It's after his first sermon where he starts his speech with Lisa. Do you want to say the line? Death comes unexpectedly. And then proceeding with brimstone and fire, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, they yeah. leave. Uh is hanging out with the servants, and, and they're you know shucking peas and stuff, and, and looks delicious and whatever. And she's talking about how you know the glad game, and and Angelica's mm. like, oh glad this and glad that, that, that. <laughs> I've given her a hard time. Miss then, Goody Two Shoes, yeah, yep. here she goes again. And then and then uh, Pollyanna's like, you you just wish you could play the game, then you could be happy too. And then Angelica's like, okay, so what's so great about Sunday? And everyone's kind of silent and they all look at her and then she's like, well, well, it's six whole days till Sunday comes again. (laughs) And that's one that I think we always like, that's one that I know I'll say, like, if someone really is being super positive and I'm like, and it's six whole days till Sunday comes again. (laughs) So I know I: and it's a, great, a I love that one too. It's a I good line. I love that one too. Another one that we say all the time, and we, we kind of said it naturally in the triviaisode, and it's another Jimmy Bean um, line. And it's after the unfortunate incident has occurred, he is outside on the lawn, playing and just calling out <laughs> to the house in the hopes that Pollyanna will hear him, and all he's doing is, Pollyanna, come out and play. <laughs> oh yeah, we could go swimming wanna oh yeah and he doesn't stop until one of the servants comes over and tells him to knock it off because something awful has happened and he doesn't know that but it's just the way he innocently does it just the fact, like as a kid i'm not gonna come to the house because he's already tried approaching the house once before and gotten told off by the aunt so he's like i'm a safe distance away and i'm just gonna keep shouting till she comes i like your description it's very accurate how he's just like shouting at the house like he's just in the general vicinity of where (laughs) she might be and it's totally. very true, and it's great. Yeah, he's okay. great, amazing. Okay, um, one more each. How about? Let's, okay, let's one more that. each. Okay. Um, well, what's the? Okay, wait. Can I say two? I gotta of say course. two from Doctor Shilton. So do he's it. the guy because uh, I've got a, I, Oh, I think I know which one you are yep, okay. going to okay. pick. Yeah, keep Okay, so he's got he's got a couple of really good ones, mm-hmm. but he says he says some things, and he's the one who had the kind of like on again, off again relationship with Aunt Polly. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he says is he's like. Do you want my clinical diagnosis? You can give everything but love. It's as simple as that. And it's, and it's so like, heartbreaking. It is, Ugh. and it's just very um, similar. Like he's kind of the only one who tells Polly to her face, "What's mm-hmm. up?" And everyone well, else just and kind he of. He doesn't. He doesn't take pleasure in it. He's no. not angry at her. He's, he's saying it he's... with a profound sadness. Yeah, he's you can sad. give everything but love and it's as simple as that and that's like why this, this doesn't work exactly like, this is why we can we aren't mm-hmm. a thing is because you can't do this this very simple thing that's obviously very complicated and difficult and challenging mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um it's just a really like heavy weighted line that's just totally i think it's just beautiful it's just a really important line it's a beautiful line and that i wrote that one down too because i was like it's it's a serious line but it's It's a good one. And it's Mm. something she needs to hear of. This is the perception we have of you. This is what your behavior is making us think. That you just can't give love to the people around you. And how utterly sad that is. Mm. It's very heartbreaking, Mm. really. It Mm. is. What's your other one from him? Uh, So my other one from him was actually, it's about... He's talking to Pollyanna. She's kind of asking very subtly, like, whatever happened with <laughs> as, you and Aunt Polly. As subtly as a kid can, because he's aware of what she's doing. But he's it's like, yeah. as subtle as a child knows how to Total. ask questions. She's not blatantly like, hey, what's up with my aunt and you? But uh, <laughs> she's close. Talks about they had, they had a fight. And she's like, well, what was the fight about? And he says, it's a strange mm. thing about arguments. At the time, they seem very important. But now I can't remember what it was about. And I feel like that is just an accurate statement for like life and living and just Mm -hmm. like things in the moment that like there's just a lot of lessons from this movie that I think are just brilliant. I've really been quiet and contemplated. And like yes, and very like understated. Mm -hmm. Like the, the the overall theme of the movie is obviously one of like joy and glad and like love. But there are these really awesome moments, these again, these quiet character developments. In the middle mm-hmm. of the very joyful childhood that is Pollyanna's life at this point totally, in time. Totally. And it's, they're just really well, they're like little golden nuggets mm-hmm. that if you're listening well enough, you'll find them in the middle mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Like a treasure hunt. <laughs> <laughs> a treasure hunt, if you will. Okay, awesome. Lisa, what's, what's yours? Well, what's I'll another one or two. one of my absolute favorites and which is one of the most emotional lines. And it's at the very, very end of the film when pollyanna mm-hmm. um, is leaving the town i won't say why but she's leaving and the whole town has gathered and rallied and it's wonderful it's why Pauline and i were crying and she gets she stops in front of the reverend and he just looks at her and goes we looked for the good in them and we found it didn't we?" and you're all like oh my god you did it's <laughs> so good so- Oh and, and it's it just so... hits the right point. And it's yes. such a lovely idea that you looked for the good in someone and you found it. They they lived up to that goodness because you provided them that opportunity. Mm. Where you're like, I'm I found the good in you because I i expected it there. You proved me right. How wonderful is that? Like oh it just God. what a great sentiment. What, an, it what a really profound idea. Is. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Guys, this movie's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is lovely. Like I know we yeah. sound like a couple of saps, but totally seriously, and it's good. We it's could do with movie. some loveliness right now. I think everyone could. Oh, it's really just, true. Just accept it. Know that's what you're in for, and take this moment to just to just have a heartwarming film. Like that's it. That's what yeah, you should be watching. there's something yeah. very. Hmm. Just watching a good heartwarming film, and I yeah. feel like we don't do that as adults very often. Well, because it's something that's so easily mocked and it's the idea that you should be watching these like, you know, realistic, gritty, you know, contemplative, intense yeah. adult films because you're an adult, right? And it's like, absolutely, totally. watch those ones. Absolutely. they're excellent. Yep. But allow yourself the opportunity to watch the sweet ones too, to mm. watch the, the joyful ones, the ones that make you happy. That is, they are worth watching. And this is one of those movies. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Awesome okay, well, that is our Pollyanna episode everybody. um thank you for sticking with us through the entire thing if you made it to this point um, totally uh we'll be back next be from myself uh um mm-hmm. i've already I already know what it is. I'm already working on my trivia, so I'm looking forward to that um it'll be a shift there's a shift in, oh this is it's a intriguing. bit of a shaking yeah it's not. <laughs> it's different it's very different so um if you uh haven't done so yet please rate and review us on whatever uh template or format i should say that you're listening to the podcast on and then you should follow us on instagram and twitter because we're there Mm -hmm. uh Realwindow at gmail.com is our email address. And you can uh reach out to us at any point to feel free to, you know, let us know if you watched the movie or if you liked the movie or didn't like the movie and why not and all that good stuff. Um, but otherwise, we will see you on Friday for my pick. <laughs>